Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. All right. It is Friday. And as you know, on Fridays, we do our Friday financial wrap up with Mr. Michael Zuber. How are you, Michael? I'm doing good, Ty. Thank you for doing this with me. I look forward to it. It kind of allows me to go back and and get out of the daily grind and, and look at the key facts of the week. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for all that you share with the community. And I got to say, you are looking very sharp today. <laughs> well, I knew I was talking to you, so I had to break out the sport coat, the turtleneck, just for you. I love it. So, I, and I said pre-roll before we got on the show, we've got to get Michael on Fox, CNN, <laughs> NBC. We need to get him taking this message nationally so people know what's going on. So let's get right into it. Um, this week, right? What a crazy last couple of weeks. What's going on with the war? Yeah. And then the impact that you see on real estate and or consumers, what do you see there? Yeah. So one of the things that unfortunately, you know, by following the consumer for 30 years, you need to realize is their geopolitical events can have an impact. And unfortunately we saw an invasion in, since we spoke last week and it's going to cause worldwide consumers to act different. Obviously, where it's occurring, it'll be very urgent and immediate. It is terrible, it's tragic, all of those things. But there will be kind of like when you drop a rock into a body of water, there are those concentric circles. There will be, there will be concentric circles that are delayed and will feel it. First and foremost, you know, if you're outside of those regions, you're probably seeing gas prices go up because oil is going up. Oil shot up immediately. Uh, what a lot of people not may not realize is while oil is going to be a problem, you're going to have to watch those food costs because you may not know this, but that pocket of the world makes up is one of the largest producers of wheat and corn. And we're probably going to see food inflation because of this. We're going to see more and more supply chain issues. It's just it's it's just so not good. And then you're going to probably have some consumers be scared. It, it's scary what is going on. And, and when the media can con- constantly bombard you with horrific images and scary thoughts like nuclear reactors being bombed, you're going to be scared. And you may not shop as much. You may not, um, you may cancel contracts. I've had some real estate agents call me, say a few, a few people canceled. Not a lot, but it's only been a week, right? Let's see where this thing goes. Uh, so unfortunately, it is something we must watch. And then the 10-year, right? The 10-year treasury has been all over the place. It went down and then went up. And it's just, it's interesting. And then something that broke this week is for about the last two years, you could watch the 10-year note, the 10-year treasury. Yep. And if the 10-year went down, the 30-year would go down, the 30-year mortgage, because they were basically connected. Well, Monday or Tuesday, the 10-year crashed. It went from roughly 2.1 all the way down to 1.7-ish a 30 or 40 basis point move. A lot of people assume that the 30-year mortgage would go down by that much as well. Well, guess what? It didn't. It broke. Banks are 
you know, I don't know if everybody knows this, but uh, here's a little tidbit for you. Banks don't like wars. Just in case you needed, needed to know that. So what that means is when they see a 40 basis point move in the 10 year, they may drop it in eight. They're going to take more margin. They want more security. It's scary out there. So banks are not going to give as much. Banks are going to have larger margins. And um, yeah, it's, 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 it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. So that feels horrible to say. And God, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, but you need to be ready for that. So uh, yeah, this has not been a good week. Very interesting. Very interesting times. So let's talk about retail, retail sales, retail numbers this week. Yeah, so retail is something I watch because again, right, retail consumer sentiment was bad. However, I don't believe it. I, I watch people. I, I, I don't watch what they say. I watch what they do. And often it's very different. The consumer is classically bipolar. I'm scared, but I throw credit, I throw stuff on my credit card, right? It's classic. So what I'm watching for is retail earnings because we started to see them this week. Victoria's Secret came out first and then we got Abercrombie and Finch and some other ones. And basically what we are seeing is uh, the holiday sales were worse than expected and Q1 was worse than expected. Most of people had uh, missed or had weak guidance. Most people hit uh, revenue or earnings or both in some cases, but they gave very bad guidance, basically basically telling you without saying it, the consumer is tapped out. Victoria's Secrets went one extra step and not only said the consumer is kind of tapped out, but the consumer is scared, right? Because of what is going on. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what's going on. And of course, next week, you and I will be talking about CPI, Consumer Price Index, which some people, myself included, are calling for 8%. Last month, it was 7.5%. Wow. So it's... um. It's again, it's, it's, uh, I think, I think the economy is in worse shape than it looks. I think, uh, this, this, what occurred overseas is not good. It's certainly not going to help things. It's going to make stuff more expensive, both food and energy. And yeah, not feeling very good today or this week, Ty. Very interesting times. Well, we, we, I got to say is for the audience, we appreciate you doing the work. Good news, bad news. You're straight up. You mm -hmm. deliver. So thank you for that. Sure. On to the next uh, topic in terms of the consumer. Yeah. Let's talk about the consumer. What, what are you seeing there? I know you mentioned a little bit. Yeah. But let's talk more about the consumer. You need to watch the consumer because they can go from feeling bad and feeling scared to behaving like that way. Right now, they're bipolar, right? They feel nervous, but they're still spending. That can turn off in a moment. Just a, It could just revert. And if the consumer, which makes up 68% of our economy, stops spending, yeah, that won't be good, right? We will have negative GDP. We will have a recession. We will have, frankly, at this point, Ty, I think it's very likely we have stagflation, which again, doesn't feel good to say. Stagflation means rising prices, i.e. energy, food, rent, in a low growth or negative growth environment. It's kind of the worst of the worst. The Fed has done this to us. They have been late. They're going to be wimpy and not raise enough. It is, uh, it's going to be a yucky year, frankly. So we got to watch the consumer because they control it. They're like the last anchor. If they get scared and really retreat like they did in March of 2020, 
it could be a deep, dark recession, which would mean unemployment shoots up and things of that nature, which is it's, it's, it's hopefully far off in the distance or hopefully never happens, but it could. If the, if the consumer revolts and stops spending, uh, a recession won't be far off. Yeah, very interesting. Um, it, I've heard one economist say this years and years ago, and it always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I was reminded yesterday and reminded again this morning, I'm getting dental work done. Mm-hmm. And on the, they have like a flat screen plasma to TV to kind of distract you, right? So <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at this like aquarium scene and it's the fish and all the fish are moving. You know, it's a school of fish and they're all moving. And, you know, one fish gets spooked and they all go this way or they all go yeah. that way or they all keep moving. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like the consumer, the consumers in the metaphor from the economists. Oh, yeah. We move in herds. We move in like schools of fish. and we Absolutely. All, right. It is one of the reasons that I still speak at real estate meetups for me as an investor, right? The consumer moves together, but also new investors move together. If I can figure out where they're going as a herd, I can get out of the way. It's one of the things that saved me at the peak. It's one of the reasons I sold apartments in late 19. Um, Yeah, it's, yeah, there's a real, there there is a herd mentality. Absolutely. Very interesting. So let's, Go to jobs. What are you seeing this week in jobs? Yeah, the jobs number came out. Probably the most important number of the week, or it was the most important number of the week. Expectations were for 440,000 jobs created. I believe it came in at 638, so a huge beat, 50% beat. More importantly, they revised um, what it be January and December up. So the job market's on fire. Uh, unemployment, which went up last report, came down. It went from 4% to 3.8%. So the job market is on fire. Wages are up, not a lot, but up. And uh, the job market's doing great. So the economy looks to be strong. The service sector is growing, which is what we need. Um, participation rate is up. It's it's 1.1% below uh, our 2019 peak. So we're, we're healing. We're getting back. Uh, this is obviously a number that looks backwards, kind of before the war. So we'll see if it holds up this month. But from an, a jobs perspective, we are cranky. We have to be at full employment, uh, which means the Fed needs to raise rates. Uh, I think they'll chicken out, uh, but we'll see. So again, the jobs market, strong, strong number, really, really good number. Good. That's good to hear. And so let's look at this now, the kind of the last, the, the last question of this interview that I want to kind of recap. So is this still a great time for our investor community if you're a newer investor or even a seasoned investor because of interest rates still being low, because rents are strong, because of the strength in the real estate market, even with all of the bad news and mm-hmm. all of the things that we just recapped and talked about, mm-hmm. what do you see in terms of opportunity for the small investor, the seasoned investor in terms of buying more deals? Do they set on the sidelines or do we find great opportunities? Your thoughts? Well, here's the deal. I believe this with every fiber of my body. It is always a great day to do a great deal. Always, always, always. Uh, what I, I do believe a housing slowdown is coming, which again means more inventory. It doesn't mean housing crash. What I'm trying to tell people, and people often hear me talk and they translate it wrong. I yeah. say a housing slowdown is coming. They say, great, I'll start looking in June. No. That's not what I said. I believe it takes time to look and learn and figure out the heartbeat of your market. 
I've looked at my market every day for 21 plus years and I plan to do it for another 21 plus years. You have to look every day. You never know when that good or great deal will come. There could be an opportunity that comes your way like one of my students I talked about yesterday. He's, at, he's in a, I think he's in the state of Ohio. He saw a property listed, for example, I think it was October of last year for $98,000, which sounds crazy to a Californian, but that was overpriced for his market. How many people in California see listings that you're like, oh my God, they're asking that. That was this house. It was too much. The house was on the market for 30 days, which is crazy in a market with 18 days, days on market. They have a price drop to, I think it was 88 or 89 grand. It goes off, it goes back on, it goes off, it comes, people are trying to buy it, but something's wrong. He ends up buying that house for $78,000 and closed on March 2nd. He got a 20% discount in the craziest real estate market I've ever seen because he's doing the work every day. He tracks performance. Wow. Folks, you guys are, if you're not doing, you're not doing enough work. You're just not. If you hear me and your brain translated as I'm going to start in June or July, you need a new thesaurus or a new dictionary. You must start doing the work right now. You will have no idea what the market is doing if you don't do the work every day. Shut up, do the work. Get a buy box, do the work. And then you, you too may find or create a good or great deal. It's just that simple. Never have permission not to do the work. I love it. We're going to end on that. So do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work. It's such a strong mantra. It's, it, it, it completely encapsulates everything. Do the work. And speaking of doing the work, I just want to encourage people. Boom. Here ah, it is. Look at you. I love it. So you got the original book, One Rental at a Time. You got the second book, Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. I want to encourage you, if you have not bought the books, buy the books. If you have not looked at his course, you can go to the website, onerentalatatime.com. You can get more information on the course. The course breaks down in terms of how to really analyze your market, looking at deals. It, it, it's, a to, it's A to Z. Plus, he has a lot of bonus content in there. I would say get involved. Also, if you have the books, if you like the YouTube show, if you like this on Facebook, please write a nice comment. Go to Amazon. Write a great uh, review, a five-star review for the books. We love everything that you share, Michael. Thank you for being so generous with our community. Thank you for all that you do in terms of doing the work and studying, but even more importantly, teaching us how to do the work for ourselves. So thank you, Michael. Have a great weekend. Thank you for all that you do. You got it, brother.